This is Wellspring, presented by Spectrum Health Zealand Community Hospital on 99.7 and 1450 WHTC. And for this Thursday, June the 9th, we welcome on board Heather Lopez. Good morning, Heather. Thanks for listening to... And good morning, Gary, and hello to all who are listening, and welcome to Wellspring, a weekly radio show sponsored by Spectrum Health Zealand Community Hospital. June is Migraine and Headache Awareness Month, and my guest today is Dr. Cabot Sturk. He's a primary care provider from the Spectrum Health Medical Group Hudsonville office, here to talk to us about diagnosing and treatment of headaches and migraines. So good morning, Dr. Sturk. Thank you for being here. Good morning, Heather and Gary. Thank you. And I know you've been with Spectrum Health for quite a while now, Dr. Sturt. Can you tell us a little bit about your background and your role at Yeah, I've I've grown up here in West Michigan. I've been uh, in practice for 30 years, and I've probably had migraines since I was in my teens. So experience yourself with this topic to share with listeners today. Mm -hmm. And so some stats here, according to the World Health Organization, about half to three quarters of adults in the world have had a headache in the last year. And among those, 30% or more reported migraines and headaches on 15 or more days every month impacts 1.7 to about 4% of the world's adult population. So let's first, before we get into migraines, let's talk about headaches. Uh, Dr. Sturk, what are the symptoms of a headache? Well, it's just exactly kind of what it says. A headache is just soreness or, or pain in the head. Technically, headache is a symptom, and it's usually a symptom of a whole host of other uh, uh, issues that could be going on. And are there different kinds of headaches? And you know, I've heard tension headaches or stress headaches. Can you talk a little bit about maybe the different kinds? Yeah, there's a, again, there's a whole host of different specific kinds of headaches. Um, there's post-traumatic headache, uh, concussion, uh, sinuses can cause a headache, although most people with sinus headaches actually probably have migraines. Uh, migraine is a specific type of headache. Um, cluster headaches are part of a group uh, of what are called autonomic headaches. Um, you can get headaches with things like uh, the flu or meningitis. Um, the list is, is quite long and extensive. And what are the, I know there's things, a lot of technology use and maybe stress that people have been experiencing over the past few years that could be maybe some triggers for headaches. Can you talk about some of the different things maybe you see in the office or things you know of that can cause headaches to happen? Yeah, well, one of the things that uh, can trigger tension headaches, uh, especially with things like more Zoom meetings like this, is uh, improper placement of your computer screen. Um, it should be at eye level if you are having to hold your neck down or up a little bit to look at uh, uh, your screens. You can uh, That can lead to some tension headaches. Uh, migraines kind of have a whole, uh, again, host of triggers. Um, exercise can trigger them. Uh, women having their, their periods can trigger them. Um, uh, heat, temperature, weather, uh, alcohol. Certain foods uh, can all trigger trigger migraines. 
And just as a reminder for those who are listening, if you have a question, you can call Gary at 616-395-1450 and he will pass it along. My guest this morning is Dr. Cabot Stirk and we are discussing headaches and migraines. Um, so let's, Dr. Stirk, at what point should someone be worried about their headaches that they should come see you or their other primary care physician to discuss some options? Yeah, the main uh, time to be worried is if they have some other, what we call focal neurologic symptoms going along with it, the typical symptoms of a stroke, sudden loss of vision, sudden slurred speech, sudden weakness or numbness on one side of the body or another. Um, if you ha have a history of headaches and they somehow change their pattern, um, if you are over age 50 and have a new onset of, of headaches, um, all those could be signs of, uh, of a significant problem that needs to be uh, dealt with either emergently or within the, the near future. So let's get into talking a little bit more in depth about migraines. So what is the difference really between a headache and a migraine? A headache, like I said, is, is a symptom. It's usually soreness or pain in, in, the, in the head area, usually uh, of the skull, but it can be the jaw. Um, in the case of temporomandibular joint syndrome, migraine is a headache associated with some other specific symptoms. Usually it's on one side of the head or the other. It can change sides. Sometimes it's both. It's usually pounding in nature as opposed to a steady tension type uh, pain from a tension headache. And usually you have other symptoms going on along with it. The most common ones would be nausea, vomiting. Some people, light or loud noises make their headache worse and they feel better in a dark room. Um, uh, a lot of times uh, people have a family history of migraines, which kind of goes along with it as well. You touched a little bit on some of the symptoms with a migraine, and I know you say yourself you've experienced them, and I have too, and I know the nausea is, is quite a big symptom of when I get migraines. Can you talk a little bit in depth about maybe some of the symptoms of migraines that you haven't touched on? Um, some people get what's called a prodrome, prodrome where they uh, get some odd or strange feelings and sensations. Sometimes it's fatigue and feeling depressed. Some people get a little bit elated or euphoria. And as the migraine progresses, then they start to develop some of the, the headache symptoms and the nausea that goes along with it. Some people can get some vision symptoms with it. Um, the typical classic we call scotomata, which are little black spots in the field of vision. Sometimes people get uh, zigzag or wavy lines in their field of vision. Some people get colors in their field of vision. Um, migraines can cause uh, speech changes similar to a stroke, but that's why if you do have those uh, symptoms, it's important to get it checked out. Uh, some people can have stomach pain from them. Some people can uh, start to get weakness in an arm or leg, again, similar to stroke. Um, okay, I got a couple of questions. By the way, we're talking with Dr. Kabet Sturk of uh, Spectrum Health, the uh, Hudsonville uh, office. Uh, and for purposes of 
uh, of, uh, of uh, uh, transparency. One of his colleagues is my primary care physician, so uh, uh, I'm talking to one of his uh, one of my uh, primary care colleagues. Dr. Strick, you mentioned earlier about the fact that a sinus headache is very similar to a migraine. Can you go a little bit more deeper into that as to what makes a difference between just a sinus headache and a migraine? Um, sinus headaches are usually brought on after a cold or allergies have been acting up for a little while. Um, usually it takes about 10 to 14 days for them to, to arise. Um, it's usually the congestion kind of leads to build up of secretions, let bacteria uh, migrate in there. People can have um, worsening of their headache with changes in position with the sinus headaches, which can also happen with, with migraines. Um, sometimes people describe them as uh, uh, pounding, uh, but some of that may be related to the position changes. The, the other the, the the thing is, and, and I'm going to I'm talking from experience here, uh, doctor, is the fact that sometimes when my sinus headaches do kick up, I take some over-the-counter medication and it alleviates the problem. That to me is is nice to say. Okay, it's just it's allergies, and that's probably all that. When do you have to start being worried about maybe a sinus infection or maybe even something worse? Uh. Again, with sinus infection, um, again, it usually is something that's going to, if you've had the pressure and congestion and it's been going on for a while, 10 to 14 days, a lot of times sinus infections will get worse about that time or it's, some, or it's just they're not getting any better. Um, that'd be the time to be see your doctor about uh, possibly getting on some antibiotics for, for a sinus infection. Heather, I'm going to add one more question, then I'll throw it back to you. Uh, when you talk about the, the, the migraines and the locations of where they do happen, when do you start putting a red flag as to uh, it's a migraine and maybe it's a headache of a signal of maybe something worse in that area? And I'm thinking about brain tumors and, and that like. Um, brain tumors... Um... I mean, does does brain could a brain tumor cause a headache like that or no? Yes, it can. They usually have some other symptoms going along with it. Um, confusion, mental status changes. Again, they can cause uh, some of the the neurologic changes similar to stroke we caused in the past. Um, usually, something that requires even more urgent attention that would be some bleeding in the brain called a subarachnoid hemorrhage. That's usually the sudden, severe, worst headache ever happens over a course of a minute's uh yeah and then one other thing along those lines then sometimes when you do have a headache it's a war it's not a warning sign like red you know red alert you need to get to nine you know urgent care and all that but maybe it's like a an early warning sign because a lot of these tumors if you can get to them early you know you 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 spare yourself a lot of problems later on can that be a a, a situation like that yeah, it can, but headaches are so common that, and uh, brain tumors are not, mm -hmm. that uh, just a headache uh, would be uh, not really enough to say, yeah, we need to do a CAT scan or an MRI looking for a brain tumor. You'd probably want to have something else logging along with it or have been seeing your doctor and not having anything successful treatments, especially if he doesn't pick up anything on the, on the exam that would uh, indicate a, a possible tumor.
Heather, I'm going to throw it back to you. Sure. Great questions. Uh, Dr. Stirk, when we're thinking of migraines, is for those who are experiencing them, is it a certain thing that causes, it, causes the migraine each time, or typically is it different things that are causing those migraines? Uh, there can be different triggers for them. Uh, trigger is kind of different than cause. Um, we mentioned some of them before. Cause of migraines is changes in the uh, neurons of the brain. Uh, and some, and there's an area called the trigeminal neural, tri, excuse me, trigeminal ganglion that has some uh, nerves that uh, supply blood vessels and structures in the uh, head and, and brain to, uh, to cause the pain. Um, there's uh, something called cortical spreading depression, which is uh, firing of the neurons in the brain that's also related to it. Um, I don't know if I can do it justice in uh, layman's terms. Uh, it really takes kind of a, a background in neurophysiology to understand it a little bit. And when we think of migraine frequency, does that vary person to person as well? Or is there like a standard, you know, two to three times a month people typically experience a migraine? It's very different between the different people. Some people with bad migraines will have them several times a month, or they can last over two weeks, in which case they're called chronic migraine. Some people have them every couple of months or two. I haven't, uh, fortunately, I haven't had one in probably over a year or two. Um, a lot of it has to do with how effective the treatments are for the particular person. And again, avoiding these triggers that can sometimes do it um, will also help decrease the frequency of, of migraines. And as far as demographics, do you see a certain age group that tends to be more prone to getting migraines? Uh, usually they'll come on at, at a younger age. Uh, like I said, I had it in my early teens, 20s is not uncommon. They tend to be more frequent. Uh, once people have had them, they tend to get more frequent in the 30s and then can start to maybe dissipate after, after that. Um, especially women who have menstrual migraines as they go through menopause. A lot of times, uh, since they're not having periods anymore, they won't have their migraines anymore. And as we are wrapping up here, can you just give us a brief overview of some of the treatments typical for migraines? Yeah, treatments are typical. Um, the over-the-counters like Tylenol, ibuprofen, uh, naproxen, those can work well. The key with treating migraines is to take something as soon as you feel the migraine coming on. The earlier you take something, the more the less likely it is that the migraine is going to get set up. The longer the migraine lasts, the less effective other treatments seem to be. There are medications out there called triptans. Um, Imitrex is one, uh, or it's also called sumatriptan. There's risatriptan. Um, there's probably a half dozen of them out there. They're more specific for migraines can be used to get rid of the headache if the over-the-counters don't, uh, don't improve symptoms. Well, wonderful. Thank you for sharing all of that information on headaches and migraines, Dr. Sturk. You're very welcome. Thanks for having me. And until next week, Spectrum Health Zealand Community Hospital wishes you well. Thanks for listening to Wellspring, presented by Spectrum Health Zealand Community Hospital on 99.7 and 1450 WHTC.